We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Detroit Lions select Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. Goff looks, Goff throws, caught inside the one, fighting for the end zone, and getting in for the touchdown, Detroit Lions. Amon Ross St. Brown. The snap, he's got it, wants to throw. Wentz looks, looks, pressure comes. Wentz, hit, sack, back inside the 20. Aiden Hutchinson, that's number two. Yerp. Welcome everybody to episode 332 of the Prime Podcast on the Blue Wire Network. I'm your host for today, Malcolm, and I'm joined by my good guy, Pierre, man. Pierre, how you doing, bro? I'm doing great, Malcolm. I'm feeling great, man. Coming off that divisional title, first time in 30 years, first NFC North title. Feels great. Yeah, yeah. This is our first division win since 1993 over 30 years was well, exactly 30 years so that's wild man um just just to you know get that title big accomplishment for detroit man detroit sports i think it's something that we needed man we needed this bad so big ups to the detroit line for getting that um the, the division title we got two detroit teams making history one on the right side one on the wrong side we're not gonna talk about the other one though if you know you know <laughs> if you know you know we're not gonna bring yeah, it up if you know you know Man, um, let's just jump right to it because we have a lot to talk about today. We do have um, a little bit of a game preview for that Vikings game that we did have. Um, and then we do have this Dallas Cowboys game that we're also going to talk about on this episode. So just real quick with the Minnesota Viking game, um, what were your takeaways for that game, man? Just real fast, before we start, I just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Hope you guys had a good holiday. Um, I know Malcolm and I had a great holiday. The Lions won. We were happy. Hope you guys were all happy. And uh, Tyler, unfortunately, won't be with us um, today. Maybe he'll miss some time, but hopefully we'll get he's him on, back soon. He's, he's on, on IR. He's on IR. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Pierre. Um, oh, yeah. 
let me jump in right to that. Yeah, happy holidays, everybody. Um, hope everybody had a um great Christmas, um, a great holidays. Um, let's hope everybody had a great time over the weekend, man. And and hope if you're a Lions fan and uh, like us, I hope you had a great weekend uh celebrating that uh NFC North title. Yeah. All right, so jumping into that Vikings game, Pierre. Um, just real quick, what did you take away for that game? The Lions can run the ball, and anyone doesn't matter how good of a run defense you have. That was probably my first takeaway. Um, 36 carries, 143 yards, three touchdowns. Jameer had 5.3 yards per carry. Monty had 3.2. I think Jameer right now, is it's pretty obvious he's the lead back. And we saw towards the end of the game, um, they gave it kind of more to him until that four-minute drive where they just wanted to like pound and run hard with power. I think Jameer is your RB1 now, your clear RB1, I'd say. That was pretty obvious. And then another takeaway I have is Jamison Williams is starting to come along, Malcolm. You can see it. That big game is going to come soon. I don't know when, but it's coming soon. He had six targets, caught five of them for 43 yards. Goff missed him on a – like he was wide open. He didn't see him. Um, That happens sometimes. But Goff and him are are getting going a little. The chemistry is there. That's good news. And – the O line, I, I did not hear Daniel Hunter's name. He's a great pass rusher. I, I didn't even hear his name. Uh, did you? No. Um, the offense line did a really good job keeping golf um, clean during that game. And that's why he was able to perform the way he did. Yeah. Now, going to the defensive side of the ball, um, I'll say this Justin Jefferson is just a heck of a player. That guy's a superstar, a top 10 player in the league, in my opinion. He's, he's elite. But. At the same time, they gave up 411 passing yards. They had four interceptions, and they only won the game 30-24. to 24. They yeah. did win the game, but there is a lot of stuff to clean up, obviously. Tons of stuff to clean up. So, yeah, yeah man. I mean, I mean, they, they won that division, a lot of stuff to clean up. But overall, it's a good dub. It's in Minnesota. You know, a lot of people talk about that Flores defense. I believe the Lions had one turnover. It was off a fumble, Jameer Gibbs fumble. Yeah, uh, they won the turnover battle, obviously, because Minnesota had a lot of turnovers, but they still only won by six points. And I mean, if it wasn't that last drive, I feel like we kind of let them stick a little with us. We should have won by more. There was we made some mistakes in that game. We did, man. And I'm, I'm not gonna lie, man. Uh, towards the end of the game, man, I was nervous. I was really nervous. Uh, I thought we were probably gonna lose this game. To be honest with you, I thought we we're gonna. Uh, in my head, like I'm sitting on the couch, I was like, I can't believe we're about to lose to Nick fucking Mullins. Uh, I was saying this, I was saying it over and over while I was sitting on the couch, like I can't believe this is this is what we come down to. We're, we're about to a game winning. Like I, I was talking shit the whole the whole week about Nick fucking Mullins, and then like it, it comes down to this, the a game winning drive. I was like, oh here we fucking go. I cannot believe the Lions are gonna do this to me, and we're about to lose to Nick fucking Mullins, and and then. You know the the NFC Player of the Week came, came alive this game. I mean this this kid right here, man. I, I'm happy for him because at first I didn't know what the fuck the, the plan was for if on if, 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 if he, you know, I didn't know what the plan was because he was a corner. He actually was solid as a corner when he had his opportunities, and then he switched his position, and they were like, we didn't hear from him. It was like, oh, he wasn't developed. He he needed to develop. He needed to learn the safety position, and then like. We need really hear from him. It was a point that we didn't think he was going to even make this goddamn team. And he came alive. He's probably looking like our best safety right now. And it's going to be crazy when 
CJ Gardner Johnson comes because now we have like three legit safeties. And Kirby Joseph, Kirby Joseph had a really great game too. So now it's like really hard to see who the hell we're gonna bench when, when um CJ Gardner Johnson comes because we have legit three good safeties. I, I think we have four good safeties. Even Tracy Walker, I think he's a good safety, even though he got benched for iffy. And um, you know, the defense did play better, but I like our safety room. I think the depth there is really nice and yeah, man, if he if he came alive, he actually saved the day. Yeah, um, if he is just he's he's been coming alive over the last few weeks. He did get beat on that one touchdown play. It was that one deep pass they had, but and but again, like he hasn't played a lot, and as he's playing more, he's getting better. And after he made that mistake, you don't really see more mistakes from him, which is positive to see. I actually came up with that clutch interception at the end of the game. Um, yeah, and he had two sacks. He had two sacks that game too. Yeah. yeah, he's really, really coming alive, man. He actually saved, like I said, he saved the day because we almost fumbled the bag. We almost lost to Nick Mullins, man. <laughs> that shit was close. <laughs> Thank God, man. It was a great game. We won the division title, so it was a positive. Yeah. I um, mean, the Vikings, too, like they lost some guys in that game and they still stay. Like they lost Hawk. Hope he's okay. Looks like he tore his ACL. And then they lost um, Jordan Addison also in that game. They did. They I don't know his early. injury, but I hope he's okay as well. And then DJ Wanham looks like DJ Wanham's also out for the year. So yeah, it was like a twisted ankle, something minor with Addison. Um, okay. Yeah, he, he he left early. How did I know? Because I had him in a parlay. That's tough. So, but <laughs> I mean, they still battled though, right? Like guys went down and they still battled. They battled. I think the this Vikings team, once they get their quarterback, I think they're going to be a problem. But um, right now, this is us. It's not about them. So. Yeah, you got yeah. the division win. You got it in Minnesota, which was awesome. You're going to host a playoff game at Detroit, which is going to be – it's going to be electric. I hope I see you here, Malcolm. I don't know if I will or not, but I hope to see you, you in Detroit. You hope? I'm coming. I'm going. But <laughs> yeah, I'm going. We're, we're sitting together probably. Shit. Yeah, let's go, man. I'm, I'm going to be there for sure, 100%. I'm just waiting for the tickets to go on soon, just so I can know what day I can get my hotel, get my flights, and I'm ready, man. I already – I've been saving up slowly this, this whole time. Christmas, I told everybody, hey, just give me give me a little bit of money so I can just uh, add it to my trip. And, yeah, so I'm ready. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm just waiting. So let's see what happens, man. Yeah, now uh, if you want to get into the baller and oopsie-doopsie of the week, then we'll transition to Dallas. Let's do it. All right, um, my ball is pretty obvious here. We talked about him. It's Ifatu Malafanu, five tackles, two sacks, two PBUs, and a pick. The guy was all over the field. He was the best player on the field. Well, JJ was too, but those two guys were the best players on the field. Um, it's if it's pretty easy for me. I don't know who's your oopsie. I mean, I, I don't know. Oh, boo-hoo. Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. Oh, That's you. Fuck. Yeah, I just realized I have to do the oopsie, and I'm not prepared for this at all. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Uh, shit. Uh, damn. Who, 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 who can we give it to? Who, who is oopsie doopsie material? Um, maybe there's none. Oh shit. Um, fuck. I'm, I guess. I mean, I don't want to do this. Uh, maybe Nick Mullins, but he still has 400 yards. I mean, I don't know. Guess what, everybody? This week there is no oopsie doopsie. That's crazy. Okay, let's go to Dallas. <laughs> That's wild. Okay, oh, man. man. 
that's crazy. Usually we give it to somebody, anything, even the field. No, nothing. Yeah. No, that's about it. That's about it. Dallas. Shit. Move on to Dallas. Uh, This is a transition to Dallas's Dallas injury report. So if you're here, who was in and who was out for practice? So I'm just going to read Wednesday's report. And like if someone got upgraded or downgraded, I'll bring that up. So uh, Rico uh, Dowdy was limited on Tuesday and did not practice Wednesday. Um, Chuma Udoga, actually their backup tackle, got hurt in practice on Wednesday. He was limited with a toe. Um, William Fikoho, he was designated to return to practice. He's been full both days with a knee injury. Jonathan Hankins, their big nose tackle, hasn't practiced the last two days, been dealing with a knee and an ankle. Malik Hooker, safety, uh, was a full participant. Running back, um, damn it, Hunter Lubke with a thigh was full. Zach Martin, uh, not injury-related rest. He didn't practice. Uh, Tyron Smith hasn't practiced the last two days with a back tree. He didn't play last week either. And his backup also got hurt, so that's something to monitor. They could be without their uh, top or two, their swing tackle and their left tackle. They could be out. And then you got um, tackle Matt. Well, let's go with a shoulder was full participant with a shoulder. So the Cowboys are a little bit banged up, especially at tackle. Uh, obviously, Chuma Adoga is Tyron Smith's backup, so we have to monitor that. And then Tyron Smith doesn't look like fights, I guess. Two DMPs with a back. Doesn't look like he'll play, but we'll see. Oh, that's inter- interesting. All right, so for the Detroit Lions injury report, on Wednesday, we have Taylor Decker. Ouch. He has a groin injury. He did not participate in practice on Wednesday. Tight end Brock Wright. Also, he has a hip injury. He did not participate in practice. Jason Kaminda, he has a knee injury. He was limited in practice. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, he was also limited in practice today. Linebacker Derek Barnes, he had a shoulder injury. He was a full participant, a fan favorite. Everybody's fan favorite. Everybody's favorite. Cornerback Derek Jacobs, he has a hamstring injury. He was full. And um, Frank Ragnow, back, toe, knee, legs, all, every, pretty much everything um, is hurting him right now. And he was a full participant. And then ta- uh, tackle Panay Sewell. The shoulder injury, he was full. So, look like we're pretty. I mean, other than Taylor Decker, we're pretty, pretty okay. Yeah. Okay. One thing with Decker, though, I will bring up is Tuesday he was limited. They had a walkthrough, and then today, Wednesday, he did not practice. So that's something to monitor. Hopefully, it's just cautionary reasons. Um, he's played through injuries this year, so we'll see what happens. And then Frank Ragnall, though, I just don't want to because he's a knee back and a toe. Just so they don't get confused, you said lag and everything else. But yeah, no, he's yeah. actually with a knee back and toe. He's been full both days. Man, I'm, Frank, man, I mean, I don't know how you play with through all that, but he's a tough SOB. He's a, he's a soldier, man. He's a soldier. Yeah. So shout, shout out to Frank Craig now, man. Yeah. All right. Let's just, um, before we get to the Dallas game, let's take a quick commercial break. And then we're going to talk about this Dallas Cowboys offense. You're. Yep. Yep. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, welcome back to the Pride Podcast. So we have the Dallas Cowboys this week. And we're just going to break down the Dallas Cowboys offense. And we have Pierre to break them down. Nobody else better than Pierre to break down the Dallas Cowboys. So, Pierre, what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys offense, man? Yeah, before we get into I want to go through the rankings. They're second in points per game. Um, they're sixth in total offense, 12th in rushing offense, sixth in passing offense, third in third down offense, 16th in the red zone. And they're first in giveaways. They're taking care of the ball. They only have 13 turnovers. Um so they're playing at a high level. And just going into this team, Dak is having his best year in his career, in my opinion. You got a good old line, but they're banged up a little. Their right tackle, a little weakness. Taryn Steele, he's given up, I believe, he's he's given up 49 pressures, seven penalties, and seven sacks. Um, so that, that's a good matchup for Hutch. And then obviously Tyron Smith and Udoka are something to follow. But Udoka has been okay for them. Um, you know, not great, but not bad. He's kind of average, below average. 16 pressure allowed, three penalties, three sacks, has 305 snaps played at left tackle, hard to one played at uh, left guard, and then five played at tight end. So he's pretty versatile, but I'm guessing right now he's a left tackle if Smith can't go, but he's also dealing with a toe, so we'll see what happens there. But their interior is good, Malcolm. Um, Zach Martin's one of the best. Tyler Biad is having, he's, you know, he's average. And then Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, I'm sorry. Tyler Smith, their guard is pretty good, so... Weak on the outside, good interior. What scares me, though, is their wide receivers, their passing attack. Um, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks, Jake Ferguson, Tony Pollard. It's kind of like us. They're stacked. Yeah. They are stacked. I mean, C.D. Lamb is a stud. Brandon Cooks could take a top off the defense. Michael Gallup's a solid receiver. And then Tony Pollard is kind of like, He's not Jameer Gibbs, but he could catch and run it. You know, like you have to account for everything with him. So it's it's a tough offense to defend. Um, I think it all starts with getting pressure on Dak. And if you could stop that running game, kind of forcing these third and long situations, I think you'll be okay. But the Lions are, haven't been good in third down defense this year. I think they are. Where is it? Actually, they have. It says 13th here. But it seems like the eye test when you watch them, at least last week, 
JJ was catching every third down pass, it seems like it, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, we didn't have a guy to really take JJ out the game. You know, so you have CeeDee Lamb, who's kind of – I mean, he's not JJ, but he's hes a top receiver. He's a really good receiver. And you got Brandon Cooks, who could run past you. I mean, it's its a tough matchup, Malcolm. I don't think really match up well against them on offense. I'm not going to lie. I think what you do match up well is on the O-line, the right tackle versus Hutch. And whether you have a banged-up Tyron Smith or banged-up Udogo, whoever's on the left side, I think that's a good matchup as well. But other than that, I don't think you really match up well against Dallas defensively, for being honest. So CD Lamb is he like a is he always is he an outside receiver or does he play the slot? He plays in the slot mainly, but he can play on the outside. So he has 149 targets, 109 catches, which is first the NFL, 1,424 yards, which is second in receiving yards. I think he's only behind Tariq Hill, if not mistaken. He has nine touchdowns. He has a 123 passer rating when targeted. So he'll be seeing a lot of uh, – is Brian Branch going to be seeing a lot of him or are you looking at Camp Sutton? If it's in the slot, it's probably Branch, but I don't think it's going to be Branch one-on-one. I think they're going to try to take him out of the game if they could, kind of what they did with J.J., but did not happen. it did not happen. I mean, there were some plays where he just made a heck of a catches and double team. I don't know how he got some of them. But these guys are stars too. You know, they make their money. They're in the league too. So, um. Yeah, Malcolm, I don't think we match up well uh defensively. This is a this is a good test for Detroit Lions, and this is the test that I've been waiting for all year long. Um to see exactly where are the Detroit Lions as far as um you know how, how like how do they fare against the top teams? Now we've seen us we, we watch us play against um the bad teams, we watch us play against the average teams. Um, we we saw we saw us play against Kansas City Chiefs, the very first game of the year. But I think you know, late in the year, you want to see how they fare against one, uh, you know, a team that's among the best, as for, especially in the conference. And so you're looking at the Dallas Cowboys, and they're among the best. They're you know in the NFC, they're one of the top teams in the NFC. I mean, you're looking at the elite teams, is you know the the Eagles, um, Niners, us. Cowboys. I, mean, I think those are the elite teams in the NFC. So now we're playing against one of those elite teams, and we're playing them at their best. Now, not, not, actually, when I say that we're playing them at their best, they, they lost two in a row. I'm not saying that you know they're, they're hot or anything, but the Dallas Cowboys at home, they're a different animal. And yeah, uh, yeah, as far they are. As, this year, they are 7-0 at home this year. Um, they put up a lot of points, and defensively, they're shutting people out at home. So us – that, that now that the Detroit Lions are playing them at home, it'll be really impressive if Detroit could get a win in Dallas and break this the, the, their undefeated streak at home. If they could do that, that's going to turn a lot of heads. And I think, you know, Detroit could, you know, jump up in the ranking as far as the contender rankings. And it'll give a lot of people more confidence as far as where this team can go in the playoffs if they could pull this off. So I, I, I want to see it. I want to see how they play against the Dallas Cowboys offense, which on paper, we don't match well against them. You already said we don't match well against them. I think um, their wide receiver room is better than our corners. Yeah. And um, it all depends how Dak plays. And it's just, you know, it's weird at home. He plays like an MVP. I mean, it's the way it's been all year. So I want to see how we, we fare against them. So that's going to be interesting. If, if Detroit can play a game, I'm not going to say like last week, because last week it was, you know, we gave 400 yards to Nick fucking Mullins. We don't want to see that. I want to see if they could go back to when they played um, Denver. 
Was it that, was that the Denver game where we pretty much shut them out? Was that Denver? Yeah. That was Denver. So if we could play a game like Denver and, and do that to the Dallas Cowboys, I'm not expecting it as a complete shutout, but if they could just you know be, be able to put pressure on Dak and cause some turnovers and I mean the offensive can move offensive can move the ball, that would be great, man. That'll be a good sign for Detroit. Yeah, one thing too, Dallas is coming off two straight losses. Um they want to get back in the one column, they're home. I don't want to make my prediction right now, but I'm just not feeling too hot about this right now. Um, We'll see, though. We'll see what happens. I mean, Dallas Cowboys, their mindset is that they cannot, absolutely cannot go 3-0. Oh, I mean, oh, I'm sorry, 0-3. Yeah, because, I mean, now it's all about for seeding, right? And them and Philly are basically battling for that number one seed in their division. And Dallas and Detroit, that game basically, well, I don't want to say basically, but it has a chance to be for the number two seed. This upcoming game, which is huge. No, so. no, nobody heading into the playoffs wants to go into the playoffs losing three out of the last four games. Absolutely. Heading not. into the playoffs. So Dallas Cowboys, this is almost like a must win to get your mojo back to to for the to win this game. So this is gonna be tough, man. This is gonna be one of probably this is probably gonna be the toughest matchup the Detroit Lions played all year. This is uh, I'll probably say this is gonna be the toughest matchup Detroit Lions played all year because of the atmosphere. Them playing in Dallas, them playing Dallas when Dallas back is against a wall where they pretty much need this win to try to get things going again. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be really tough. Um, and it's gonna be very interesting to see to see if Detroit can pull this shit off. Because if they do, man, shit, I'm talking. <laughs> I might be riding the Super Bowl. I might be on the Kool Aid of the, of the Lions going to Super Bowl if they can pull this shit off today uh, against the Cowboys. Yeah, it's going to be tough. All right, so yeah, let's get into um, the Lions offense versus the Dallas defense. Now, Malcolm, this is, I think, where this is your defense and your offense. You play time possession. I watched Dallas versus Buffalo, and they could not stop Buffalo's running game. And if I'm the Lions, I'm just going to ground and pound them all day. Um, Dallas is ranked. Where did my rankings go here? There they are. Dallas is ranked 19th in rushing defense, allowing opponents uh, 115.7 yards per game. They're fifth in pass defense. Malcolm, I'm trying to control that clock, limit their possessions, and just obviously you got to score touchdowns when you do that. But I'm riding Jameer Gibbs. I'm running Montgomery, a little bit of play action here and there. But I'm mainly running this ball. That That's what I'm doing. That's my plan. I think that's your best chance to win. You keep that defense. Keep your defense on the field. I mean, on the bench. Keep Dak on the bench. Try to control that clock. And you got to score touchdowns when you do that. If you don't do that, it's not good. But I do think they have the O-line to match up with Dallas's two good pass rushers. You got Micah Parsons, who's arguably the best pass rusher right now. You got uh, DeMarcus Lowenstein, who's playing at a really high level. Those two guys, I mean, they're – I'll tell you right now, for example, Lawrence has 44 pressures – but he has four sacks per PFF, but he's still a dog at rushing the passer, right? And you got Micah Parsons, who's just an absolute animal. Um, 15 sacks, 97 pressures. I mean, then how do you also slow down a good pass rush? You run the ball. Yeah. Uh, you just hope Decker could go if he can't. Uh, um, again, I think their <laughs> secondary is kind of helped out by their by – their, um, their pass rush, Bland, you know, he's he has a lot of picks, but I've seen him get beat a lot. 
They got uh, Gilmore, who's a good corner, but they're kind of weak in the nickel. My boy Jordan Lewis out of Michigan, he hasn't had a really good year. Um, 111.7 pass rating when targeted. No picks. He's good in run defense, but he hasn't been good in coverage. So attack the middle of the field, maybe. That would be the plan. Their linebackers, you got uh, Marquise Bell, who's having a good year. And then you got uh, Damone Clark. I don't know if you remember him out of LSU a few years ago. I do he's, remember he's him. Been, he's been okay. So he's, he's starting for them? Yeah, now he's starting for them. Yeah, because they had injuries. Uh, they lost um, – what's his face? The big white linebacker. I forgot his name. You know that big dude with this pad sticking out? Van, Van der Esch? Yeah, yeah. Or Van Der Esch, yes. Van Der Esch? Van Der Esch? Yeah, Van Der Esch? I believe so. Yeah, so – you wow. run the ball, Malcolm. Um, you run the ball. You attack. Come with your play action a little bit. That's what I would do. It's not like I said. It's not the best matchups you have, but that's your best chance to win this game is by running the football. And obviously, once they bring up more people in the box, you leave Deron Bland one on one. Maybe you hit your you hit on some shot plays here and there. Maybe you add some trick plays, some wrinkles in this game, but. I think your best bet is to run the ball. That that's that's how you win this game is by running the ball. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that game plan. It's going to be very interesting to see what they do. The thing is, um, I think the thing to monitor in this game is Taylor Decker. Right. If he is unable to go, it's going to be really rough. Hard might be hard to watch game because who's the backup? Who? Who's next in line? Is it Dan Skipper? I don't know. Dan Skipper, Source, all of them being someone from the practice squad. I have no idea. But, again, Malcolm, I just want to get you running the ball again. So, when yeah. they played Buffalo, Josh Allen had seven or 15 pass attempts. He went 7 to 15 for 94 yards. But they ran the ball 49 times for 266 yards and three touchdowns. James Cook had 25 carries for 179 yeah. yards. Ty Johnson had nine carries for 54. Josh had eight for 24. I mean, I'm not going to read every, everything off, but those are just their top rushers. Um, that's what you have to do. You know, like you could beat them by running the ball. And then if you look at Miami's numbers, they didn't kill them, but they beat them 22 to 20 last week. Looking at Miami here, they had 26 carries for 91 yards, not as effective. Two with three or four, 284 yards and a touchdown. Um, so that's kind of a sloppy game here, but. You know, Shane has come kind of off coming off injuries, I guess, or he was. I don't know if he's back to health, but run the ball. You have a better O-line than Miami. You know, you have a better O-line than Buffalo. Run it. Obviously, you're playing in Dallas. A lot different. Those teams were home, but run the ball. Yeah, yeah I was going to say that. Um, at, at home, Dallas' defense is – I don't know how uh, the crowd helps them out, but – they're playing a lot better at home, especially their defense as well. Like just, you know, taking a peek at their last game at home when they played Philly, they held DeAndre Swift to 39 yards on the ground. So it's really hard to say, yeah, their kryptonite is running the ball on them. Um, but when they're at home, bro, it's just, it, their, their their defense is improved. They, they play better. They play faster. They, <laughs> they're more aggressive at home. And this is why they're 7-0 at home. So, yeah, I, I like the game plan. Hey, we should stick to it. I mean, it hurt them last week. I'm pretty sure they're going to come in this week and adjust and, and, and focus Not on Not last week, mainly two weeks ago. But uh, last yeah. week, Tua kind of beat them a little too. Yeah. 
I mean, they still give up some yards. Uh, what's his name? Uh, they're, they're, the Dolphins running back. It, I mean, Mostert? I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm expecting Dallas to come in this game knowing that Detroit likes to run the ball. And we have two dynamic running backs. And their their focus game plan is probably going to be to try to take away Detroit Lions running game and force golf force golf to beat them and let their pass rushers you know get after golf. I'm pretty sure that's what the Dallas game plan is going to be. But it's going to be interesting to see if we could you know knowing that we can still run the ball on them. And if we could do that, that's going to be that's a positive going forward. That hey, we can run the ball on anybody. Like you said earlier in the pod, that we can run the ball on anybody. Um, this is what we're going to need to do because they're going to try to take it away and mm-hmm. we're just going to have to pound that rock and. Oh, this is a good team. So this is going to be tough, man. Just, I think if we're playing at Detroit, I'll, I'll feel a lot more comfortable. But playing at Dallas, man, they just they just play different. So Malcolm, here's so PFF's overall PFF's fourth overall team is Dallas. PFF fifth overall team is the Lions. You know they're like right there, um, in terms of their rankings. But the one of the weaknesses that the Lions that the Cowboys don't really have is, is the pass defense. Is just not as as good, and Dallas obviously their run defense. So it's kind of you know like two weaknesses. But I feel like the Lions' pass defense is weaker than the Cowboys' rush defense. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I agree. With, I agree with you on that end. So, yeah, man, it's gonna be a tough matchup. But I'm sure Campbell have a few wrinkles on Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn. You just got to play real discipline football against good football teams, um, against stack teams. This this is a stack team. They have stars all over the field. They got stars on their O-line, stars at receivers, stars on the defense. Uh, their quarterback is playing at a really high level. Dak is PFS. He has 30, t- 30 touchdowns, seven picks. He's PFS number two overall ranked quarterback. And at home, like you said, they're just different when he's away versus home. So, um Maybe they could get him off his game. You never know. But it's not looking too hot, Malcolm. Vegas agrees with me too. They're, Dallas right now is minus six. So they're minus, they're six point favorites now. They're six. They've been six point favorites. They opened they've up at been, six. They've been six point favorites. Wow. That's through ESPN app. I don't know the other apps you guys use, but through ESPN, Dallas opened up at six point favorites, and they've remained six point favorites. So. You gotta yeah. prove. It. You gotta prove it. Detroit has to prove that they could beat these type of teams, and that's 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 what it is. That's what boils down to. Can the Detroit beat the elite teams? I think they could beat these teams, but like, there's a lot of factors kind of working Dallas' favor. They have lost two straight. They don't want to lose three going to the playoffs. Um, they're at home. It's you know the day before New Year's New Year's Eve Saturday night football nationally televised ESPN. Like you said, Dallas. They're on fire when they're home. They haven't lost, and their offense plays better, and their defense plays better. It's kind of a lot of things working against the Lions, I guess, but the Lions kind of like to be that underdog. They embrace that mentality. So it's going to be fun, man. And they, they've already kind of talked about they hope they could spoil Jimmy Johnson's uh, ring of honor or whatever they got going on, something like that. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see, man. Um, Shoot. That is, is it. Is there anything else we want to talk about about this game? I mean, not really, man. I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, we'll see the injury report. But if I had to make a guess now, I don't think we'll win this game, Malcolm. And I hate saying that, but I just we'll save your predictions for the previous. I, I mean, we kind of both sort of said it without saying it, you know. I've been saying it for the past month. I'm not man. gonna say my prediction right now, but we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens as more we know about the injury report and. 
We'll see. CJ Gardner Johnson will probably be back this game. Um, oh, yeah. That'll be, be cool. So they did say Tyson Alualu, Dave Briquette. Uh, I think he's going to be elevated this week from the practice squad, the big uh, defense tackle. So we'll see what happens with him. But, um, yeah, man, I think that's about it. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to episode, uh, what is it, 332 of the Pride Podcast. Um, we'll be back. We'll have our pregame show an hour before the game. You can see us and watch us on YouTube or on Twitter. This is our live show. You see, it's actually a video show, so you'll be able to see us. <laughs> and uh, with that being said, man, I am out. Peace. Yeah, guys, like Malcolm said, man, we'll see you later in the week, and I'm out. Peace. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, a company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So... At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.